Hey there, it's The Real Deal with Camille, true stories of life as an entrepreneur. I'm Camille Diaz, and I'm an optimization coach. I teach entrepreneurs how to achieve their goals, streamline their business, and regain their life. In this podcast, my guests and I share real stories from our real-life experiences. We use our authentic voices, which sometimes include explicit language. If that's not going to work for you, tap out now. Over the past decade, Brandon Mahoney has operated as a passionate startup and sales leader that would be best described as a data-driven people person. Interpreting the numbers is how he makes decisions on how to help startups and entrepreneurs reach their new and ever-increasing levels of success. During our discussion, Brandon makes some great points on how we often get caught up in a positive result and make decisions without understanding the root cause. Being a bit nerdy myself, I love how he makes the need for accurate data so easy to understand. It's clear he really understands how to build a successful business. Hey, Optimizer. Ever have one of those weeks where you work super hard, barely get to take any breaks, and then when you finally cross one thing off the to-do list, five more items get added to the bottom, and it is wearing you out? If that sounds familiar, try my new mini course, Calm the Chaos, in 15 days. Visit CamilleDiaz.com 15 to have some of my best chaos-calming optimization tips delivered right to your inbox. That's CamilleDiaz.com 15. Okay, so Brandon, I'm I'm excited to talk to you today because you're always fun to talk to and we have a blast whenever we chat. Um, today, we're kind of talking about entrepreneurs, which you're one, I'm one, and we both work with under, other entrepreneurs. So like we know tons of entrepreneurs uh, and we're kind of talking about, I guess, how some people maybe get stuck on the how and forget about that all important why thing. Oh, yeah. Um, and so this is the topic that you brought up and I'm excited. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And I've, like you mentioned, worked with a lot of entrepreneurs in my day. And my entire career right now is working with entrepreneurs. And what, one of the things that I do is I help them figure out what their sales strategy is going to be and mm. what their go-to-market strategy is going to be. And the number of times an entrepreneur will come to me and go, oh, I just heard, I just heard someone is doing this. We should start doing this. And when I ask them, okay, well, why do you want to start doing that? Well, I, I heard somebody is doing that. Yeah. Well, what about your current approach isn't working? And it's just that that flow of conversation of you need to stop just jumping to the next shiny thing. Uh-huh. Focus on what you're doing now. Like what what information do you have to to back this up? And now, mind you, this isn't just like you are your small time entrepreneur. I've had I've worked with what you would consider like your second stage businesses where they're much larger, they have teams and they'll come to me and say, Hey, we've been selling like this for a while. We're going to start selling like this now. Wait, you're going to turn off the revenue driver that you currently have functioning and replace it with something untested. Well, because it's not good enough. Oh, they didn't, they, they made decisions. They, they've said, so for example, I worked with a company and they had a strong revenue stream from inbound, Mm -hmm. but they wanted to start doing outbound Mm. and, and they just started taking like putting messaging together and and going about it and i'm like that's perfect that's that's okay if that's how you want to do it do it and now track who's opening those emails what kind of responses are you getting like right. it, they when they did that they immediately assumed well if inbound's bringing in this much or outbound has to bring in this much so, okay where'd you get that number from right 
Well, we just figured that's what it should be. <laughs> we just figured. I figured it'd be all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and, and like, you might hear this and think like, oh, that's ridiculous. No one does that. It's it's all the time. Everyone. Where'd you get your messaging from? Well, we we sat down with one of our reps and they said in their old company, they use this kind of messaging. Okay. Well, what is what is your inbound like what are, what are they responding to? What kind of messaging is in your inbound message, like on your website, on your, you yeah. know, your shores that they're responding to? Use that messaging. No, we're going to try something new. And okay. it's just, it's been my my big push on like LinkedIn and, and everything that you need to start having a data backed approach. Yeah. Why are you making these decisions? And you know, you could be successful in, in your approach, yep. but you don't know why. Right. And that's the hard part. Cause if you, if you just throw it out there and it doesn't work, then you're like, you think the whole idea is terrible. Whereas like outbounds could be good. You just needed to tweak them. And if you throw it out there and it does work, then you think the whole thing is fabulous, but you just happen to have gotten it right. So then later you change it. Cause you assume that all outbounds work and then it fails and you're like, I don't know what went wrong. So yeah. 100%. Another great example that I've, I've experienced with a company they one of their their reps sending out emails got a response from an email they got that response it was a good response it was a good email mm-hmm. good response and immediately i had the founder go all right we want everybody sending that email out we want everybody on that email and i'm like well hold on let's take a look was it really this email what was the process that we followed in order to to get that response no no we're got we we found it let's let's use it let's get everyone going after it the more people are sending that email the more we'll know if it's working or not true However, this was the third email this person sent. They also connected with them on LinkedIn and sent them a LinkedIn note, and they made two phone calls. Mm. Was it really just that email, or was it the collective approach, the multi-channel approach that this rep used? Right. We could test that email. You have no way to know unless you're tracking it all. No way. And so you're going to take everybody's approach, completely change it, and just focus on a single email? It's 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 scary, but I, I get it because entrepreneurs they 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 want success fast. Yeah. They they yeah. don't understand the and, and I get it. It can be you you get it. You know it's 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 terrifying being an entrepreneur and 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 wanting to go from hey I started this to I'm successful. You want to get there fast. You want to get there. Oh quick. my gosh. Yes. You'd love for it to be tomorrow. Look, I have a great idea. Ta-da! I made a million dollars. You like yes. that's what everyone wants, right? Yeah. Um, doesn't happen that way. And this this data-driven approach that you're talking about, like I teach the same thing when I do my goal achievement like strategy programs. Mm-hmm. And okay, so everybody hates tracking, right? Like, cause that's kind of where we're going with this is everybody yeah. hates tracking. Nobody wants to do it. It's not fun. It's not sexy. It's not exciting. It's like, uh-huh, I don't want to do the tracking. That's stupid, right? <laughs> it's boring. Yeah. No, very few. Okay. Let me not say everybody. Very few people <laughs> work in life insurance and there are actuaries and there are people who like love to track things, but most people don't really love tracking. But when I'm doing this with people with their goals, I'm like, we have to find some way for you to track. You don't have to have a spreadsheet. We will be creative. We will find a thing that works for you that you can actually do. But we have to track some kind of way because if it works, we want to know how we can increase it and what's actually working and not mess up and turn off the thing that's working. And if it doesn't work, we want to know that you actually did the task. And then, then we know the task itself is failing, not that you just didn't do the work. 
because people get all stuck in their head like oh I you know this sucks and you're like well did you actually do it well like two times <laughs> yeah. Yeah. how do you know or, or so, the, yeah. the the tracking is the is the finish line the tracking is the goal yeah sales I want like did we close the deal is there revenue in oh yeah okay that that's great it truly is how'd you get there right and can you make it repeatable? Can you make it predictable? Because if you're building out a sales org, if you've got five reps and only one of them is successful, well, what are they doing that's making them successful? Mm -hmm. Understand the steps they're taking so then you could not only then educate the others and train the others on how to, to duplicate that process, but then you can start analyzing the process. Okay, well, you made you had these two meetings. That could have been one meeting. Maybe if you just asked these kinds of questions. So you can shorten them. So track the the length of the sales process, track the length of each of those steps and not just, oh, we had five meetings before the deal closed. How much time was spaced in between those meetings? Because that could make your sales cycle a lot longer. Right. You you send a great email. When I talk to people about A-B testing or in the number of uh, entrepreneurs that tell me they do A-B testing mm -hmm. and really don't have any idea what A-B testing actually is. Yeah, I was and just going to explain it for people, but I'm going to let you explain it because I'm thinking I got to tell people what A-B testing means because I've done this and I know what it is, but explain it. So if anybody doesn't know, they'll so know. So when I, when I talk to a company and they're like, oh yeah, we're A-B testing. I have this rep sending this email, this rep sending this email, and they are two completely different emails. And they're saying, oh yeah, this is what we're A-B testing. That's not how you A-B test. A-B right. testing is picking one piece of an email that you want to change and you want to alter. Yeah. Like Maybe a subject you know, line or a call to action or something yes. like one little thing. One piece. The everything else is identical. You want Maybe you're looking to increase your open rates and you're not sure if it's the subject line. You tweak the subject line. Everything mm -hmm. else remains the same. Maybe you want to see what call to action works better. Maybe it's, I'm just going to put a link to my calendar or I'm going to go direct and say, are you free this date and time or this date and time? Mm -hmm. You want to just change that call to action. You're not sending two completely different emails you're tweaking just one aspect because you have a you have a very like there's a goal there's a very specific goal that you want to figure out i think then, that's the piece that people miss is they're like well i have to track and i have to test but they don't sit down beforehand and go okay what am i testing for what's my mm -hmm. hypothesis here what am i thinking i want to see you know what am i thinking might happen what do i want to test and see if it happens what do i want to know if it works or not and then they then you go backwards and narrow down the cat, you know, your your test and your emails and your stuff that you're sending to figure out, okay, if I want to know this, I'm gonna test this and this. And then once I know which one of those is better, I'm gonna take the better one and test it against my third option, you know, like that kind of thing. But they don't know what they're testing for. So it's not a very good test. <laughs> Two different emails. It's like, well, I want to see which has the better open rate. Well, how do you know why do you know why this has a better open rate, a better response rate? And give it time. I yeah. work with a lot of entrepreneurs that are in the they're in technology. So they're used to I write code, I hit enter, and immediately the change I want happens. Mm -hmm. It takes time to test, especially in a sales process. You need to let it go through its paces. Send it to a few hundred, few thousand people to understand is it really the email? Because I've I see them test it for a week. You're like, oh, this is it. It's like you sent it to maybe a hundred people. That yeah. is not a large enough data source to understand. Yeah, try like 30,000. Then yeah. we know. Then yes, we and, know then, and then you have a large enough data pool to say, okay, yep, this is the better subject line. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Yes, I, so many times people get pulled in different directions because they don't really know what it is they want to know. They're like, well, I just want to do something. And I heard about this, so I'm going to do it. 
and and I feel like I've even I've even seen these emails that you're talking about where somebody high up says everybody has to send this email. And it's actually made me unsubscribe from somebody's list who I actually liked when we met, we did our one-to-one. I thought she was very nice. I was like, cool. And then I started getting these emails from her and I'm like, shit, I can't take this anymore because they're random. They're not personal. It doesn't sound anything like her. I know. And I can tell from the form of the email that it was one of those mandated, all of you are sending this and you must send it, you know, at X intervals. And that's it. And I'm like, I I don't want this. So yeah. even though I would buy from her only if she went somewhere else. <laughs> not, yeah. not at that it's, company. Yeah. And, and it's amazing because like I I do believe fully in a personalized approach. We but you can't be slow. So it's like, how do you balance that? This is a different topic, but how do you balance automation with mm. personalization so that you can still be efficient and quick with your messaging? But I still receive emails that say, hey, first name. Oh, gosh. And then in a follow-up email, sorry, I meant to say. And it's like, well, a little late. Did you know? <laughs> but it's like, like I, I get it because I've, I've worked with a ton of companies that they they force that. They they force the personalization. They think of it as a numbers game. If I send if I send a thousand emails out this week, I should get this many responses and this many should be positive and it should result to this, this, and this. It's like, I get it. That's used to, that was the way it was then. Mm-hmm. Why? Because if you send, like you might get the same number of wins potentially, but the sales cycle is so much longer. If you go with a personalized approach, the you get better responses. There's responses to help to move the conversations along quicker and you're closing the deals faster. And you're also building a much better relationship with your with your customers and your clients. Yeah. Which then leads to introductions to new Ooh. people. Referrals close, are a beautiful thing. Oh my gosh. They close so much faster than a, a new brand new cold person. You don't you don't have to prove that you're a you're you have a good product, a good service because you have that that trusted friend. It's like if a friend tells you to go see a movie. Right. You're more likely to go see that movie than if you just see an ad for the movie. Yes, very much. You're like, oh, they liked it. Well, we like all the same movies. I guess I should go. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so much better. Oh my gosh, this has been great. Thank you. I hope that some people will stop sending for Like, I hope that we have fixed at least one one person or, you know, given some good information on here. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because if I get another email coming from like, hey, your website is fabulous. Let's promote you on YouTube. I'm like, really? Really? That's not part of my strategy right now. Why are you bothering me? <laughs> oh, gotta love it. Yeah. Yeah. More unsubscribe block sent to spam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty strict about that. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. This has been great. Oh, love it. Thank you so much. Wow. You're listening all the way to the end. That is awesome. I don't like to half-ass things either. Sounds like we might get along well. Let's connect on social media. I'm at Cam Unfiltered. If you want to find out more about me first, you can visit my website, CamilleDiaz.com.